Welcome, Brandon Meller. Thank you, Pastor Mark. Yeah. That's a good group over there. I like that. Thank you all. Thank you. We've gotten a smaller podium, though, like hiding behind this thing. Um, so I'm happy to talk to you guys tonight about Pastor Mike's final sermon in the Acts 1 series, Royal Task. And if you notice, there was something different, right, about last weekend's sermon. Obviously, it was awesome, as it always is. But we spent five weeks in Acts 1 talking about evangelism and outreach and that task. And then we spent last week talking about leadership and what you can do as a response to leadership, uh, specifically in the church. And so I was thinking last week, and uh, you know, I knew I'd be doing the recap tonight, and I was kind of thinking about just leadership as a whole. And I decided to do some Googling. Have you, have you done this before? Have you Googled things? You can Google. You can go to your computer. You can type stuff in, and it just pops up. And I'm like, I'm going to type in leadership and just kind of see what happens. You know, let's get crazy. Did you know leadership is Googled a lot? Billions and billions of responses pop up when you Google leadership. It's, everybody is talking about it, whether you're in church, whether you, you know, the workplace, everybody's leadership training, and what can I do to become a better leader, and maybe I don't agree with my leaders. Leadership is such a uh, critical thing that transcends, you know, what we talk about here, you know, normally. Um, across the board, in secular circles, in church circles, leadership is a hot-button topic. I was looking at Google, and you can kind of do some of the stats and look at what Google, you know, kind of some of the, the trends that they have. And I looked, and I looked up the term leadership. Did you know leadership in the United States of America is Googled more as far as geographic location than any, one place than anywhere else in the rest of the United States? Washington, D.C., so there are more people in Washington, D.C. on a daily basis Googling the term leadership than in anywhere else in America. Coincidence? I think not. So everybody's interested in leadership. How do I become a better leader? Can I go to leadership training? Go to, go to the Barnes & Noble, entire section of leadership. We as Christians understand why leadership is such an important thing, why, why it even is a thing. God has perfectly in his creation created leadership. He's created leaders. He's created positions for people to, to serve in, for people to be in, in all walks of life, because we all need to be led, right? Ultimately, we, we are led by the one true God, but then we have just this innate sense and need to be led, right? And some of us want to be leaders. We all are leaders in some way, but we want to be led. So Pastor Mike's, uh, you know, preaching this last weekend. Um, let's look at the, the three points real quick. So we had value leadership was number one, We'd require training, number two, and choose your leaders wisely. From a value leadership standpoint, you know, when things are critical, when things are tough, when things are good, you need good leadership, right? If, if, if something bad is happening, you're going to turn to leaders. Require training, your leaders need to be trained up. They need to be equipped to lead whoever they're leading, especially in the church, right? That's why we're starting Compass Bible Institute. Have you heard about have you heard about Compass Bible Institute? Yeah, that's right. We're creating an entire school to build up leaders, to train people to go out and lead, not just pastors, not just church planners. They're going to be trained up to lead in small groups. They're going to be trained up to be effective evangelists in their communities, to be better employees at their, at their day job, to be in a gap year before they go off to, off to college. There's so many opportunities that are going to be presented from CBI for leadership, and it's required. Training is required. And you need to choose your leaders wisely. 
I, I got a kick out of Pastor Mike's joke. If you heard it, he talked about going to a, a church website and looking at the pastor's bios, and you shouldn't see spirit animal listed or favorite color. And I kind of chuckled because if you don't know this about me, I control the bios on compasschurch.org. <laughs> and I thought, hmm, maybe a little practical joke. We could add Pastor Mike's spirit animal. And then I started thinking about what is his spirit animal, and then I'm like, I got to stop this. Uh, but it's so true what he said. Of course, I was laughing about it, but it's so true. That's not important. What's important is their training and what they believe in and who they are. So look at the bios on the Compass Church website, and you won't find Spirit Animal listed, because I did not go through that prank. Tonight, I want to focus on point one. And before we kind of talk about value leadership, uh, I kind of want to just highlight real quick what the, what, essentially what the point of the sermon was. Uh, from this past weekend. We need to value, appreciate, and seek good and godly leadership in our church and our lives, and we got to know that human leaders are God-sanctioned instruments uh, for our protection, correction, and direction, right? That's the point of what that sermon was about. That was the point of that sermon that capped off the series in Acts 1. So tonight, I think it's important for us to look at point one, valuing leadership. I think it's the most applicable for us in this room that we can kind of just spend a few minutes talking about before we head off to small groups, and that's valuing leadership. And one thing that's important for all of us to kind of realize and talk about is we all share two very specific traits in this room. Every single one of us, uh, you know, share a, a common trait, although I will say there is a uh, engaged couple here, so you all will not fall into one of these categories yet. We're all in Thrive, and we're all married right? So when we look at, the, at valuing leadership through the lens of, of being in this ministry, this, this, this ministry for young marrieds, this ministry for married people, it's really important to look at it from that lens of valuing leadership. So there were five subpoints, if you caught those over the course of the weekend, uh, for valuing leadership. Respond to your leaders, pray for your leaders by name, protect your leaders, care for your leaders, and love and appreciate your leaders. So how do we respond to our leaders and thrive? We're open to what Pastor Mark is instructing us to do. When he's standing up here, he's gonna, he'll be up here next, next week, and he'll be, uh, we won't be doing a recap next week. Next week he'll be doing a, a sermon on communication. We, we respond to his leadership by listening. We're not checking the score of the Rams game right now while he's preaching. You can check for me. That's okay. Um, but no, in all seriousness, we're, we're, we're paying attention. We're, we're taking notes. Uh, when our pastor says, you know, jot this down, we're writing it down. If he tells you to listen to the Thriving Marriage podcast, he's not doing that because him and Bethany are at home at night like, yeah, how many subscribers do we have? Yes, yes, yes. Us, us, us. No, they're doing it because of the practical marriage-based applications that they're laying out every single week. So when he says, listen to the podcast... Check in on this episode before we meet next week. You do it, right? That's how we respond to his leadership. And we've got to be open to being led by our small group leaders, right? There is a lot of specific leaders for this ministry in this room right now. I was going to list everybody's name up on the screen. There's too many names to list. There's so many leaders in this room right now sitting in here. And as soon as we break for small groups, you're going to be face-to-face, chairs turned towards each other at that moment. Are you open to their leadership? Are you responding to their leadership? They're not in your group for a reason. I had the privilege this year of helping 
formulate groups and new people joined and we're moving some pieces around to get all the groups set up. And the, common, the commonality in all that was the leaders, right? We, we have leaders that we're, we're placing people in. The leaders of your groups are not leaders on accident, right? They are prayerfully considered. They're there because they're qualified to be there as leaders. So we need to be responding to them, responding to their leadership. We need to pray for our leaders by name here in Thrive, right? We have a lot of fun in this ministry. I think we all can agree. We play videos now at the start of every night we meet, and they're always funny and fun. But at the core of this ministry, it's serious. We're all here working together to build one another up in marriage, right? It's so serious. So we can have fun, we can do all these things, but it's very serious at its core. So we need to be praying for the leaders that are helping facilitate that, that are helping do what they need to do behind the scenes to help make sure this whole thing runs the way it does. We need to pray for Mark Kelly, Pastor Mark Kelly. We need to pray for Bethany Kelly. We need to pray for directors Brian and Lacey Zutel. We need to pray for Christy and Brandon Meller. That's me. Uh, we need to pray for our small group leaders by their name. We need to be praying actively for them all the time by name, right? You say in, adding a name is so much more personal, right? You can just feel it when you say someone's name and you're praying for them as opposed to, yeah, we pray for our pastors and, you know, that's great, pray. But when you add a name, it just, it just adds that extra bit of oomph that we need. We need to protect our leaders, right? Pastor Mike referenced 1 Corinthians 16, 10, 11, don't let people despise your church leaders. Do the same in here, right? There's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be tough times where a leader may need to say something out of love to somebody to, to get them, to course correct them back. There's going to be opportunities to gossip probably about a, a discrepancy here or there. Don't do it. Stand up for them. You need to care for your leaders here and Thrive. How can I help you? What can I do? It's not about gift giving. It's about what can I do to support you? Can I, can I babysit your kids this weekend? You guys have been working crazy hard. What can we do to help? Can we, can we host accountability at our houses this month or whatever it may be? We care for our leaders here in Thrive. And then love and appreciate your leaders here in Thrive. Make the job a joy. And I know everybody's doing a great job of that so far, one month in. But keep, keep doing that. So we got Thrive, we're all in Thrive together, and the majority of us, almost all of us here, are married. We need to look at the concept of valuing leadership in our house, right? And we know, the Bible t- and the Bible tells us so, there is one, there's, a one, there's one leader in our house, and that's, that's the husband, right? 1 Corinthians 11.3, but I want you to understand that the head of every man is Christ, the head of a wife is her husband, and the head of Christ is God. So we have the five points up here on the screen. If we transition to the next one, you'll see the S's disappear as we talk about a singular leader. Every wife's first line of leadership in their lives is their husband, right? Obviously, God is above all, and your, your husband, as far as on this earth, is right there, first line of leadership. And every husband's first line of leadership is Christ, Right? You need to be living like Christ, being Christ-like, leading your wife as Christ, as Christ would. Love your wife as Christ loves the church. Husbands are called to lead their families, lead their wives, lead their kids. So how do you respond to your leader in marriage? Your husband, how do you respond to your husband? Ephesians 5, 24. 
We all know this verse. Wives, submit to your own husbands as the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. His body and is himself its savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. Wives, your response is biblical submission to your husband as the leader. And husbands, you know that doesn't give you free reign to do whatever you want. You are called to be a Christ-like leader. If Christ is your leader, you're not lording what we're talking about, wives being submissive over them, right? You're loving them. You're caring for them. You're giving them a strong leader to submit to. Pray for your leader by name in marriage. My wife never calls me by my name. She's got a bunch of pet names. In fact, it's weird when she says Brandon. It just sounds funny. But the point is, pray for your husband by name. Pray for your wife by name. Pray for them. Be praying for them daily. And ask them, what, hey, honey, what can, I, what can I pray for for you? Be open about that. Wives need to be asking their husbands what they can pray for. And husbands, don't be afraid to tell your wife what she can pray for. It doesn't make you any less manly if you've got something going on that you feel like, ah, can I share this? I don't know. It doesn't make me look very good. Yes, you need to be able to share with her. Share what your prayer requests are. Be open and honest with them. Protect your leader in marriage, right? Pastor Mike talked about the pastor barbecuing taking place uh, where you go to lunch and yet you barbecue your pastor, you complain about something that was said or preached. Well, we, I'm sure we've all seen or experienced or overheard the, the neighborhood barbecuing of husbands when wives gather together and proceed to be in a group therapy situation where we're going to just we're gonna complain about all the, the things my husband doesn't do well. Or can you believe he did this? Can you believe he did that? We can't, we can't be doing that. Wives cannot be joining in on that. We need to be protecting the leader in our marriage. And husbands, it's in our best interest to not give them reasons to barbecue us. Let's be good leaders. Let's, not, let's work on those things that could be something that they could grill us for. You need to care for your leader in marriage as well. Genesis 2, 18, then the Lord, Lord God said, it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. Wives, care for your husband by being his helper, being his partner, being in unison with him, working with him. Listen to the Thriving Marriage podcast. Most recent episode that's posted is about the wife as a helper, her role as a helper. There's such good information in there from Pastor Mark and Bethany. Husbands, let your wife come alongside you, right? Don't be too proud to work with her, to take, you know, just to, to, to feed off one another, to lead with her as a helper. And we need to love and appreciate our leader in marriage. Wives, love the husband that God has provided to you, right? That is a gift from God. Marriage is a gift from God. We need to be loving and appreciating Wives are husbands. And husbands, you love and appreciate your wives, obviously, right? We need, to, we need to be grateful for the role that they play as our helper. Ephesians 5, we read today in our DBR, and if you look, 25 through 33, essentially is, you know, in, that, in, in those couple lines of, of Scripture, are talking about husbands loving their wives as Christ loved the church. Again, on the Thriving Marriage podcast, are you sensing a theme here? 
this month is communication. We're talking about communication, communicating. We're talking about roles. We're talking about how husbands and wives can live together and biblically how they can serve in certain roles for each other. On a recent episode, there's the husband's role. Listen to how Pastor Mark, if you haven't listened to it yet, and if you have, you know what I'm going to say. Listen to how he laid out three key points for how a husband can love his wife as Christ loved the church. That love for her needs to be sacrificial, it needs to be unconditional, it needs to be redemptive. It's sacrificial because Christ gave himself up for the church, and so should we as husbands do the same for our wives. You can't lead your family if you don't first serve your family. We need, husbands, we need to be servants. We need to be doing everything we can to serve our family as the leaders. Matthew 20, 28, even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. There's the blueprint. We are to serve first, and as a byproduct, we lead. Husbands' love for their wives needs to be unconditional. The church isn't perfect, and neither are our wives. Our wives are not perfect, okay? They're not. We can say they are, and that's, we, we say that to be nice, but you're, you're not perfect. But guess what? Nobody is. Us husbands, we're not perfect. We know that. We know we're not perfect. But that doesn't change how we should love them on a daily basis. There's going to be tough times. There's going to be times where you're just like, man, it's hard to love you as much as I normally do today. Man, oh, man. You can't do that. Easier said than done, I know, but you just, you cannot do that. You have to continuously love your wife, love your husband consistently, even when it's difficult. And then redemptive. We're going to be doing every single thing in our power, husbands, every single day to sanctify our wives, to lift them up, to, to, to lead them to, to more Christ-likeness. And we cannot do that if we ourselves are not striving for Christ-likeness. If we're not doing that, how can we expect to lead them to do the same? So we need to respond to our leader. We need to pray for our leader by name. We need to protect our leader, care for our leader, love and appreciate our leader in the church, in our ministry, and in our house. So there's an obvious appetite for leadership. Everybody wants leadership info, 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 right? You can tell by the amount of just stuff that's out there, the books that have been written, the articles that are, that are posted. But for us in this room, we have everything we need to be equipped to do these five things we've been talking about tonight, and it's in our Bibles, right? It's all laid out for us there perfectly. Now, is it going to be easy for us to do it? No, of course not. We know that, but we strive every day, and we work with each other. That's why we, we meet in small groups, and we do accountability, and we talk about what's going on in our marriages and how we can pray for one another, how we can build each other up. I'm experiencing this with my spouse. I'm, that We're going through this right now. Can you believe they said this? What do I do? That's why the small group-based ministry that we're in for marriage is so critical for us because we take these pages of our scripture, we apply it to our lives, we build one another up, and we help each other. So that's my prayer for everybody in here as we look back on last weekend's sermon, uh, that we look at it from, a, obviously, we take what we learned last week, we apply it to our church, we apply it in here as well. It's so critically important that we do each of these things we've talked about tonight. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much for the gift of marriage. We thank you, Lord, that you have ordained a, a man and a wife to come together as one flesh in marriage to make that commitment, that covenant to you. Help each of us, Lord, to be better leaders, us husbands be better leaders, us wives be better helpers. Help us to build each other up, to be there for one another, and to ultimately live as Christ-like as possible. 
God, I pray for small group discussions tonight. May they be edifying. May they, may they just point people to you. May they draw closer to you through these discussions. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.